Welcome to She's Up Next, a podcast focused on positive women's media representation and amplifying the voices of young female changemakers. We're here to have open conversations with teenage girls our age with accomplishments in activism, STEM, entrepreneurship, and more. Join us for this week's episode to catch up with what's new in our busy lives and fuel your motivation to achieve your own dreams through the inspiring stories of others like you. I'm your co-host, Jackie Acosta. And I'm Dory Miller. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome back. I'm Dory. And I'm Jackie. And happy October. Yes, we are so excited. Personally, this is my favorite month for reasons we'll get into later, but in San Francisco, the weather is absolutely perfect. It's bright and sunny. It actually was foggy this morning when I woke up and I was like, really? Like, of course, we get to the weekend and the fog has returned, but it burned off kind of quickly. It took a little bit, but now it is clear skies all around. I know this whole week we've been super lucky. The weather, it's been like high 70s almost 80s at school and it's been amazing like I wish I spent more time outside this week but I was super busy so I know exactly weather was great like walking outside and not having to bring a jacket that was really nice (laughs) yeah definitely I'm gonna try to get outside at some point today I don't know when but it's a goal definitely I know I was like I think we're gonna go out at like two or something I don't know yeah when she gets home but yeah definitely go get outside enjoy this beautiful weather I'm just I wish I could just like stay in this moment and appreciate it but for some reason all I keep thinking about is like when is this gonna end and we're gonna go back to the fog yeah exactly. we all know it's coming it, it's it, coming it is but we do we do have a good chunk of time I think left of this weather really? that's usually how it is well that's usually how it is in October and that's true sometimes November more so October is always August, the best September, in terms of weather yeah September wasn't great so that's why I was kind of I wasn't expecting this weather as much as I normally would have because September kind of let us down in terms of the fern the the fog burning off I said fern rather than you know yeah Um, fall mindset (laughs) yeah so I guess we can start off with our fun silly random I think I messed up the order but you know our question of the week this kind of trickles into that so Jackie, what is your favorite thing about fall or autumn, however you prefer to say it? I mean, Dora and I have talked about this already, but fall is like our favorite time of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially here in San Francisco, like we just said, the weather gets super nice. So I love just this transition period from like summer in the city with the fog to the winter which is also super foggy it's like this one little patch where we just get really nice weather and I just I'm just the happiest during this time of the year um I'm just like outside and just I don't know it's like crisp and it's like crisp but not too cold but then it's not too hot at the same time which is really nice it's just comfortable that's what I love about fall um I also just love all the things all the holidays that are in fall there's like Halloween and Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. my birthday yes obviously a little (laughs) biased but yeah I just love everything that comes with fall what about you Dory well I'm gonna have to agree with Jackie on everything especially the birthday part uh Jackie and I definitely that's probably why we love fall as much as we don't want to admit it those factors definitely are true but the birthday aspect definitely definitely adds something to the appeal of fall but yeah my birthday is tomorrow so I'm really getting into the fall spirit I've always loved having an October birthday I think it's the best month not only because of the San Francisco beautiful weather but just there's so so much fun stuff going on it's the real introduction to the holidays yeah I guess if you consider Halloween to be part of the holidays I personally do it is my my and my family's favorite holiday of all time we go all out um I definitely say that's aside from my birthday that's probably my favorite part of fall is celebrating um Halloween my family we have probably our biggest family tradition is um, decorating our house together. We Christmas time, we do a little something, add some lights, but (laughs) nothing compared to what we do for Halloween. If any of you have ever visited a spirit store, I don't know. I I know it's a national. I think it's a national chain. Yeah. Yeah. So we, there used to be one right by the mall 
next to my house um but they got rid of that so we always have to go to like daily city or something like that yeah um depending on the year because it's a pop-up store that only comes during fall um and basically we buy if you go in there it'll look like (laughs) what my house looks like on the outside during during halloween time we're trying to find our next trip um or when when to go on our next trip and it's not looking great right now mostly because of my my busy schedule so i'm kind of bummed but it'll happen eventually i know i need to make time for it it's a very important tradition (laughs) uh but every year we go and buy one new really big kind of expensive item so sometimes it's last year i believe it was a mechanical doll that has an axe who oh my god like, it moves it moves yeah, yeah. and says says something creepy um so we always get one big thing like that and this has been a tradition that's gone on for many years so we have quite a few of those big items and then we usually get one or two medium or small things just to add a little extra something um where we can find space so Oh, I'm excited for that this year. Again, I'm bummed that it hasn't happened sooner. Usually we'd have gotten it by now and probably have started decorating at this point. But either way, it'll happen. I have no intention to miss out on this particular tradition. But yeah, Jackie summed up the rest of it, all of the other great aspects of fall. But I definitely love Halloween and that particular tradition. Yeah, there's always like something in the air around this time of the year where everyone's Mm -hmm. just super excited for like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and it's just yeah, it's just so great. I mean, this year I know I'm especially looking forward to Halloween because normally we don't really we don't not like Dory's family. We don't really go all out for Halloween. Oh, actually, that's a lie. My parents go all out for costumes. Um, my mom is really really into dressing up. Like when I was in kindergarten. (gasps) um my parents dressed up as avatar i don't know if you saw that movie like the blue people yes. yeah, yeah, yeah they painted themselves from head to toe in blue paint and like really bought into the role and every year like oh she God. just tries to outdo herself like she really likes face paint so like they painted themselves blue she also painted my sister blue one year to be a smurf um she made <gasps> Wait, me a wig so yeah for like i was medusa like in the fourth grade um, my dad made my sister an entire minion costume, but you know, it's not like, like a outfit. It was like a whole like minion, no. like foam and had like a <gasps> trash can top for the head. And we use like a cake pan for the eye. It was, That's I have so to find cool. a picture and send it to you. Oh, it was, yes, they do. were, in, or still are into costumes. <laughs> like obviously my sister and I are not as into it and it kind of bugs my mom, but like my mom gets super <laughs> into it every year and it's super fun to see what she comes up with. Um, but this year, why I'm particularly excited is because we're having like a big family reunion on my dad's side. And we weren't, we were supposed to do it. We, every Ooh. year we normally do it like in the summer and we have like a picnic, but we weren't able to have it this year because COVID and it's a lot of people. Um, uh-huh. So we we're planning on doing it, I think in like two weeks um, at a park, but it's going to be like a costume contest almost amongst all of our family members. So each like family has to come up with a costume and then show up to the picnic and there's going to be like prizes and competitions and it's just super excited like I just got put onto a group chat with all of my cousins and we're trying to figure out what oh to gosh. wear and there's a lot of uh a lot of good suggestions but I'm I'm leaning towards like Scooby-Doo and the mystery squad because there's a lot of us and I <gasps> Oh, I love you. That would be so good. Yes, wouldn't that be good? And we grew up watching Scooby-Doo. Like I had one cousin and that's all yes. I used to watch. So I'm leaning towards oh, that. That's like my sister. Yeah, I will keep you updated on what we end up choosing. But yeah, that's why I'm particularly excited for Halloween <laughs> this year. Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, your mom is definitely going to be me as a mom. I love dressing up. That is, I didn't mention that, but that is also my favorite part of Halloween. I will never not dress up. I actually have a reoccurring nightmare every single year. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, but leading up to Halloween, I have a dream that I don't have a Halloween costume. (gasps) And like, it's the same. It's just a different variation of this dream multiple times, like within the month of October. Um, And it's horrible. I hate it because I hate being unprepared in general, but particularly for Halloween, which is as I mentioned, my favorite holiday. So it's very important to me that I have a costume and that it's a good costume. But yeah, my family... My parents don't dress – actually, no. They've done a pretty good job. My dad's costumes are always good, but, like, kind of lazy looking, you know? Yeah. Um, kind of scrapped together, but they're creative. 
but my mom is always really good about doing a costume. They they started doing, since we're not really doing family things anymore, we used to, but now sometimes my mom and dad will do something together. Sometimes my mom will do it with a friend. Like one year, my mom was Hillary Clinton <laughs> and my dad was a secret service agent. And I think one year, they, they, they've done a lot of political ones. One year she was Ivanka Trump and, or no, what? Mm, yeah, I think so. I know it, Trump's ex-wife and then my dad was Trump. So they they've done some fun some fun ones over the years. I'm not sure what some of the other recent ones have been, but yes, I definitely agree. Costumes really really make the night of Halloween. All right, should we get into a little bit about what our episode is about? Well, wait, we haven't done our um our joyful moment of this oh, past week. Duh. My like, bad, guys. We are forgetting. So yes, I've been waiting to share this. I I told Dory about. This oh yes! Oh my like, gosh! I'm so excited to share mine, um, because I'm probably sure she can relate. But my joyful moment from this week is, I mean, it wasn't just one specific moment. It's just like every day, just like driving in the car and like blasting music yes. and singing. So recently, my sister and I made a playlist: songs you can belt to in the car. I. I, oh, I'm so following this. I will come out and say half the songs on there are Broadway songs because that's my, what my sister likes to yes. listen to. So it's been so great, like especially at night. Like I went to go pick her up from choir, I think on Tuesday or something. And it was late and we were driving back and she put on the playlist and like Burn from Hamilton came on. And oh, right song. after that, it was All on My Own from Limiz. And it was just so fun to just come out and sing with her. I mean, she's obviously a way better singer than I am, but it was just so fun <laughs> to like drive home and just like belt the songs in the car. And then, like, even in the morning, like, that's what kind of gets me ready for the day, just like listening to music and like getting in the right mindset for school. Um, music really helps with that. So, yeah. That's my joyful moment of this week. Oh, that was so perfect. I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> I knew you had a good one, but that was so good. Uh, that's a really good idea. I might have to even steal the playlist being of that course. my sister also loves musical theater. Um, and I, I feel bad. I always make her listen to my music, sometimes country music. And she does not like country music, but it's <laughs> stuck in her head. So she's been yeah. singing it all the time. She's like, Dory, I, I do not. I do not <laughs> like this. So that might be a great idea. I should definitely, I'm definitely, sure she'll actually, really I'll appreciate that. send it to you right now. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. Um, okay, mine, I guess, has to do with music as well. It's kind of our joyful moment theme of the week, I guess. Um, I, as I mentioned, it's my birthday tomorrow. So Ooh. one of my, or my, my main gift was Luke Holmes tickets. Um, and I went with my friend Reagan. Shout out to Reagan. We had such a good time. Um. Um, when my mom and I bought the seats, we didn't pick super expensive ones. Like we still got some somewhat nice ones because it was my birthday gift, but I, I had no idea. I knew the seats were on the floor, but I didn't really know what that meant. If I'm being <laughs> honest, cause it was at Chase Center. So last time I had, I don't know, I was picturing what it would be like at a stadium where it's like all of the, like, for example, AT&T park or Oracle, yeah, Oracle, Oracle park, park, um, where I see I saw Ed Sheeran there a few years ago and there's just like all the um like fold up chairs all all along the field and so you're not super close and it's also not the best view so for some reason I was picturing that didn't think it would be anything great sorry I just got a call so Reagan and I had a very hard time finding our seats we were on the main level of Chase Center that's um that's where the concert was. So not a stadium, not what I was picturing, even though I knew it was a chase center. Anyways, um, we actually almost went backstage. Like we were on the level backstage. Because- I did see your stories and I yeah. thought you were backstage. No, 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 it, no, we didn't actually make it. It was completely accidental. We kept going to all of the people who worked there and like, Hey, can you help us find portal a none of them knew where it was and kept <laughs> directing us to other people. I'm like, mm, someone is not doing their job correctly. So finally we get directed to an elevator and you know, there's people working the elevator because there's certain levels obviously that the public can't go to. Yeah. So we go in and we're at like, okay, can we go to portal a show our tickets? So she takes us to portal a, we get off and I'm like, this is so weird. Like I don't see anyone, but we get off and there's like some woman walking out, um, like walking the opposite direction of us and we just walk past her keep going and I see these bright shining lights like very obviously you know 
when you picture backstage anywhere of the mirrors with the with the bright light bulbs on them that's kind of what I thought we were looking right. at and I was like uh oh this this does not seem correct and we keep walking and all of a sudden that that woman registers that like obviously we're not supposed to be there she's like wait 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 where are you guys going I'm like uh we're trying to find portal a and so some guy who had been leaving the backstage area was go who's going up in the elevator he's like okay I'll help you guys find it and we're Reagan and I are talking like um I think we almost went backstage he's like yeah you guys almost made it I was like oh my gosh so that was already just a fun experience kind of an adventure to start off our night oh my goodness so then we finally yeah so we finally get to the level that we need to be at and we go we enter into like the actual area that we're sitting and we realize how close we are we are like row eight or something which is very very close to the actual stage like mm-hmm. and luckily somehow I picked tickets that were right we're I think section four which is right next to um the aisle that all of the artists walk through to get on stage oh that's why it looked like you were backstage yeah 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 so we actually got to high five um one of the opening acts and like oh my gosh it, it was just crazy so that was already like that was just so surreal and Reagan and I realized like oh my gosh Luke Holmes is gonna walk through here He's literally going to walk right through here. So we didn't get a, he high-fived the other side when he came in. So we didn't get that, but still we were so close so to close. him and just the seats in general had such a great view. And like, he walks around the stage cause it's in the center. Yeah. So he's always trying to get to different, different parts of the arena. Um, and then at the end he signed Reagan's hat. He did not sign mine. So I was a little <laughs> disappointed, but still I'm happy. Like it was just still so crazy to have him like right there, right in front of my face. Um, yeah, it was just such a fun night and I haven't been to a concert in so yeah. long, probably since freshman year, I think. Um, and I've never been to a country concert and fun fact, I love country music. It's, I don't want to say it's a guilty pleasure, but honestly, <laughs> I'd probably describe it as a guilty pleasure <laughs> either way. Um, oh, it was just, it was such a great night. Um, and I definitely, I think I'm going to Luke Bryan with Reagan next weekend at Shoreline. I think my so sister I'm, is also going to that one as well. Yes. I'm very excited for that. Um, doing a double header country concert two weekends in a row, I guess. So yeah, that is definitely my joyful moment. And I'm sure I'll have more to come as my birthday weekend begins, but I'm really happy I got to do that. That sounds like so much fun. I've definitely missed live music um, yes. throughout this COVID period. I mean, before I've actually only ever been to one concert, which I actually got for my birthday as well. I went Ooh. to um, Shawn Mendes in 20. Oh my gosh. Was it 2018, 2017? Yeah, that's my friend. Freshman year. Was it? I don't remember exactly, but we were, I was, yeah, I was my friend. Um, it was at the old Warrior Stadium, um, Oracle Arena, and mm-hmm. it was so much fun. We didn't have as good of seats, but I was just like, I'd never been to a concert before, and it was just like, yeah, this is so cool. And Charlie Puth opened for him, and it was amazing. Oh, I, but he's, he's going on tour again, and that's honestly something I'd like to see. I kind of... I know not a lot of people liked Wonder, but I actually, I do love, like quite, a, I wouldn't say all of the songs. There's like a good three or four. And I do think that would be a cool concert experience, but this might be my last one for a bit. For a bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Outside Lands. Like, oh, yes, of course. So I'm very excited for that. Wait, what day long. are you going? I have three day pass. Oh, lucky. I <laughs> see. I probably could have gone a three day pass had I not done this yeah but I'm only going Saturday and honestly first time I went to Outside Lands I didn't love it just because I get a little overwhelmed at things like that I'm yeah it looks like I've never person. been so <laughs> yeah I don't know what to expect this last time I went like everyone's moshing and I, I in general I don't love that because I'm short and I get yeah. stepped on and I have a hard time like getting I guess it's probably easier for me to get through crowds but I don't know I just I don't love it I, I get a little little bit overwhelmed so I think one day is good enough for probably me and I know I'll probably miss out a little bit but do you know what I'm going one day and that's yeah that's I me. mean Saturday is the day to go anyways exactly right? I just want to see Lizzo that is honestly yes, the only reason too. I'm going <laughs> yeah I mean I got my tickets like two years ago 
like when it was supposed to happen two years ago. So that's mm-hmm. the only reason why I have a three-day pass. I, I think if I had waited and bought them this year, I probably would have only gotten one day, but we yeah. had already bought them. So it just like transferred over. So we'll see if I end up going all three days or try to sell a day. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, know I'll if see. I want to go Sunday. We'll see. Yeah. See, that's okay. As Jackie and I were saying, like we love Halloween and I yeah. personally don't want to spend Halloween at Outside no. Lands. And I know, but I, well, from what it sounds like, people are going to go and then leave early to go to yeah other things and with that like I don't see the point of going at all yeah on Sunday so I that's why I definitely knew I was not going to buy for that day yeah I think my like my friend that I'm going with I think we're going in the morning like just during the day and then Mm -hmm. gonna leave and do something else in the night for Halloween yeah we'll see I mean we've got a little bit of time but yeah yeah still excited to go because I've never been yeah all right should we (laughs) I don't want to keep our listeners waiting too long to hear our amazing interview today so yes. should we give a little introduction to Claire and Coach Leek? Yes so this week Dory and I um, had the privilege of speaking with our good friend Claire Antoine, um and Coach Leek who is my basketball coach but she also works with student council so Dory's worked with her a little bit yes. and we sat down and we talked to them um, about the Bruce Mahoney tradition at our school which is I believe the longest tradition like west of the Mississippi or something. Yeah, which is, I have a really hard time comprehending that. Like, I know it's true, but it's just weird to think about. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, there's there's no other way to describe describe my feelings around that other than weird, you know? Yeah, so we sat down and we talked to them because this year um, it's, it's a little different. So normally... Like we, we mentioned, we repeat all of this in the interview, but um, normally we, the, comp, the, the games are between just the boys teams and there's like a football game, a basketball game and a baseball game in whichever school um, it's between us and Ignatius and our quote unquote rival Sacred Heart, um, which is another high school in the city, whichever te- school wins best of three games gets to keep this giant trophy that they have um, for the remainder of the year. And then the games are played the year following and so on and so forth. Um, But this year they changed it to include um, the girls teams. So instead of it being best of three, it's going to be best of five with the addition of volleyball and girls basketball, which is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, So we sat down with Claire and we talked about like her feelings towards being like part of the first volleyball team to compete for the trophy and um, like what she thinks or how she thinks it's going to have an impact on our school community. And then coach Bacara has an interesting perspective because she, um, not only works at SI with all of us, but she also went to SI and was at SI during the period when, um, it was just boys part of the tradition. So we talked to her and we talked, um, to them about media representation for women in sports and things like that. So it was a, it was a really great interview. I'm so glad we got to sit down and talk with them. Yeah, honestly, this is definitely one of my favorite interviews we've done so far. Not that the other ones weren't amazing. I think this is just such it was such a great opportunity for us to get to talk to talk about this with them, being that it's something really prevalent within our school community. So um, to should we describe them a little bit, give them a little bit of a bio for our listeners? Yeah. So Claire Antelon, as we mentioned, is a good friend of ours. She is also a senior at SI, and she's a member of both the varsity women's volleyball team and basketball team. Um, She made varsity volleyball as a freshman and was the starting power forward on the basketball team her sophomore year. She is a student athlete, obviously, and (laughs) president of the Comfort Run and Migrant Awareness Club. So she's also demonstrated a lot of leadership within our school community and Today, she'll be sharing a little bit about her experience as a student athlete at SI and the struggles of equity in the athletic department. And I think Claire does a really good job of describing this. um, And I'm really glad she was able to do so, so openly for all of you listeners. Yeah. And then Coach Angelique Bocara, she's, as Jackie mentioned, assistant coach, the women's basketball program, assistant athletic director, and works with student council, specifically with intramurals and social media. And that's more how I know her is through social media. Um, She graduated from SI in 2004. So she is a deeply rooted member of the SI community. She's very passionate about being a woman with and for others, as she'll mention. Um, and I think she does a really good job of tying a lot of 
the SI values into our interview today. Uh, she went to play at the college level. Uh, she went to play basketball at the college level at CSM. And she also leads a global concierge service, which serves some of the largest credit card brands, Fortune 500 organizations, and financial institutions in the country, which is not something I think she talked about in the episode, but I think is just such a crazy fact. I definitely did not know that about her. So yeah, she truly is such an empowering woman. And I think, yeah, you, you it'll be obvious from our interview <laughs> how, how awesome she is. And lastly, um, Jackie talks about this a little bit in the episode, but she runs her own nonprofit organization. She's got game, which works to develop women leaders through basketball instruction and competitive play. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of amazing factors to, um, both of these guests. And I think that's why it gave us such an amazing interview. Yeah, but before we get into them, let, I guess we can quickly go over our quote for this week. Yes, Jackie just picked out a perfect one. Yes. Yeah, I picked this quote because I felt like it, it fit with the topic today about um, just having equal voice in, in everything we do, and gender equality and things like that. Um, so the, the, the quote I picked is from Malala and it, and it reads, I raise up my voice, not so that I can shout, but so that those without a voice can be heard. We cannot all succeed when half of us are held back. I think this is just perfect for what we talk about regarding um, not only the Bruce Mahoney and having women represented in the tradition, but also just women in general in sports and sports media. I think there's just this aspect of or not aspect but there's just this underrepresentation and that needs mm -hmm. to be addressed and like Malala says in her quote like we can't all succeed when half of us are held back I completely agree with Jackie um this perfectly represents what this episode is about and honestly what our podcast in general is about is just amplifying the voices of the underrepresented whether that be in sports as we'll talk about today or in media or activism, all the fields that we've covered so far. So I think Malala words this perfectly of how um, women can come together to lift up each other's voices. So yeah, that's that's about it for our intro to today's episode. Uh, We're so excited that you're all tuning in. I definitely think this is an incredibly important episode, especially for those of you who do attend SI and um, are experiencing this first year of the change of Bruce Mahoney firsthand. So yeah, let's get into the episode, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. We are back here with Claire Antelon and Coach Angeli Bocara. Jackie, do you want to give a little introduction to both of them? Good morning, guys. Thank you again <laughs> for uh, joining us. I know it is very early. Yes. Um, I mean, you want me to introduce them or we can ask them. Yeah, we can... yeah. We'll have you guys introduce yourselves. Yeah, maybe just give us. <laughs> wow. A couple of quick facts about starts. yourself. Just like a speed round, just like basic facts about yourself that you yeah. think everyone should know. Um, okay. Um, hi, I'm Claire Antoine. Um, I play varsity volleyball and basketball at SI. Um, I... Yeah, I have an older sister and a younger brother <laughs> that both are going, that went to SI, so yeah. Hey guys, I'm Coach Leek. Um, the first thing you should know about me is that my power hour begins at 7 p.m., not 7 a.m., which is the time <laughs> locally. <laughs> it's early, we know. Yes. <laughs> the second thing um, is that I... Uh, spend a lot of time coaching. I happen to be the assistant um, varsity women's basketball coach. So I get the pleasure of coaching these two fantastic, really, really phenomenal athletes, but more so great women and Jackie Acosta and Claire Antelon. I really, really enjoy it. I can brag on them all day, but I'll stick to myself. I also, uh, <laughs> I also work as the associate athletic director at St. Ignatius, and I am a proud alum, class of 2004. Please don't do the math on my age <laughs> there. <laughs> and I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're really excited to have both of you. And as we talked about in, in, in our introduction today, we wanted to talk about the tradition of the Bruce Mahoney yes. and um, the recent changes that have been made. Uh, but before we get into that, 
as always, we want to go over our BuzzFeed quiz of the week. Or yes. do you want to give a little background on it? <laughs> this was a good one. Definitely better than last week. We had some kind of odd food options within that one. Um, but this week's is labeled, now that it's officially fall, and today is actually October 1st, so it's really starting to feel like fall. Yeah. You have to find out which pie matches your hot girl autumn vibe. <laughs> so apparently we moved from hot girl summer to hot girl autumn, and I'm fine with that. Autumn is actually my favorite season. I Same. think we might have talked about this at one we point. We did. Yeah. Um, anyways, my result was pumpkin pie. The only reason I was a little disappointed is because I personally dislike pumpkin pie, but I like the description. It says, you're a classic. Everyone loves your originality and how down to earth you are. Chances are that you also have great advice and some of your friends might come to you for help on big decisions. So I thought it was a good one. Pretty accurate. Yeah, definitely super yeah. fitting. <laughs> Even though you. you don't like pumpkin pie, I feel like that description fits Yeah. You. I agree. And your hot girl autumn vibe. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Jackie, what about you? Um, I got apple pie, which is super setting because I love apple pie. Yes, and that's my description favorite. reads, you're the fun and favorite friend. You have a great <laughs> sense of humor and people love to be around you. You're reliable, loyal, and overall a great friend. I'm not really sure how that ties into apple pie, but... I'm not either, but I do think it's accurate. I think that goes for both of ours. <laughs> Claire, what about you? Um, I was pumpkin pie. Okay. I like, I mean, it was good. I wish I was like a meringue or something. Kind of <laughs> yeah, see, I don't think that's a fall dessert, but you never know. Yeah. Why but meringue? I, yeah, I like pumpkin pie, so. But why a meringue? <laughs> I don't know. It's different. Oh, okay. okay. Claire likes to be unique because she's built different. That's why. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Coach League, did you have um, an opportunity uh, to take the quiz? You know, I feel like this is, I should, can I get a reader? Because... <laughs> no, you have to share your first result. Oh, you guys are going to die. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. I, I feel like it's because I, I did it when I just opened my eyes. Mm. This quiz. But here's my pie. I'm apparently a shepherd's pie. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was I mean, an option. Like, why would they give either. me that? <laughs> I don't even, I don't even eat pumpkin pie, but I, I would have taken that over shepherd's pie. But you know what? Let me tell you why I'm a shepherd's pie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with these um, descriptors. I'm smart. <laughs> Did you hear that, Acosta, Claire? <laughs> smart, logical. And I'm probably the one that keeps all of my friends grounded. Oh, for sure. I love routines and being traditional, but I don't mind branching out. Yeah, yes, sir. Every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> so I'm a shepherd's pie, apparently. <laughs> Pray for me, guys. <laughs> I feel like out of all of them, though, that description matches yeah. the pie. Ours were a little general. Yeah. So that one was more specific. Like with the grounding of friends. I yeah. Of like, what do you, is it ground beef that's in Shepherd's Pie? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. That I don't know. Sounds right. That connection. I, was like, no. I think it's, I think it's hilarious that I'm a Shepherd's Pie. I didn't even know pie. that was an it option. Is pretty I was definitely just thinking like dessert pies, but <laughs> there were definitely a range of savory yeah, pies. Yeah, I guess they had to mix it up. Probably ran I mean, out of options. When you, when you expect, you know, when you, Jack, you all can attest to this. You probably should expect the unexpected when it comes to me. So I guess that's about right. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> okay. Now that we've done that, I guess we can hop into our questions. Yeah. Or do you want to start us off? Yeah. Okay. So this one is for Coach Leak. We're hoping you can give a better explanation than we can. Um, but what exactly is the Bruce Mahoney and what does it mean to you personally? Oh, man, the Bruce Mahoney. It is. I, I've been saying this. Um, actually, how I've been describing it for the past two weeks is really funny. Um, I've been saying the Bruce Mahoney is why you go to St. Ignatius. <laughs> nice. It literally is the... Um, pinnacle of the St. Ignatius students experience other than of course 
serving in our community and being uh, persons with and for others. The Bruce Mahoney, I think, honors uh, courage. It honors bravery. It honors a dedication to serving um, something larger than yourself in your community, your school community, your family, um, and your team. And I, I love the tradition of the Bruce Mahoney. My favorite part about it, my favorite part about it is one, it brings almost the entire city out where I'm born and raised, but also my favorite part is that we typically beat SH. So yes, yes. <laughs> as the friends have shown. <laughs> That's how I describe it. <laughs> and what does it, well, I mean, I guess you kind of touched on it, um, but do you want to speak more personally to what it means to you? Yeah, yeah, it means um, quite a bit. It it gives us a chance. Um, I, I went to, funny story about me, I went to St. Ignatius and all of my best friends, we played basketball uh, together since we were six years old, since, since we could dribble a ball, really. And uh, we were pretty good. I mean, I could get into stats, but we were legit, okay? <laughs> and um, all of my friends, five of them to be exact when it went when it was time to go to high school they went to sacred heart and I was the point guard of our team the leader you know the shepherd's pie and uh <laughs> and uh I went to SI and um I was very very uh clear on why I was going to SI my mom was um really intent on me going to get a college prep education, um, to join a Jesuit school and also to be a leader and not follow um, my friends. And I gotta tell you, the Bruce Mahoney, when it came time to play um, and it, it was really difficult for me. Um, but once I beat my best friend, <laughs> it really helped me to um, prove that I made the right choice in going to SI. Um, and so for me, it's really personal. It, it helps to reinforce why I love our SI community and why I feel like it's the best choice for uh, young women leaders um, then and now. That was an amazing description, much better than what we could have done. Um, but now I guess we want to talk about what the change is exactly this year. So either of you can answer this, but why is it important to have women represented in this tradition, generally speaking? What lessons can we learn through sports and why is representation so important? So there's a lot of aspects to that question. So just answer whatever you feel is most important. Claire looks like she really wants to talk. <laughs> well, Claire, I mean, for those of you who don't know, um, I guess to give a little bit more background. Yeah. So traditionally the Bruce Mahoney was amongst the boys team. So mm -hmm. there was a football game, a basketball game, and a baseball game played every year between yeah. SI and SH. Um, but this year they've expanded it to include girls sports. So now they're in, in addition to the three that I just mentioned, yeah. there's girls volleyball and girls basketball. And Claire will actually be playing in the first ever women's yes. Pony game next Tuesday, um, the first volleyball game. So, I mean, Claire, I guess, why don't you speak to this question? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so I just feel like especially when I heard it first like oh that we would be like participating in them like the girls were I guess I wasn't as I don't know why I wasn't as shocked I just felt like oh like about time like yes like ready and definitely excited but I guess I wasn't like oh my gosh like this is like so like such an honor I just was like oh yeah like of course like we should be included and stuff like that but I don't know I feel like for sometimes for, I felt like at least in the past, like especially um, I think our past Bruce at the Cow Palace, like I felt like we were just almost like the introduction to the guys game because we pretty much are, like not everyone shows up to our game. Um, they maybe come out like the last fourth quarter and then they just watch the guys game. And like we, I remember even the Cow Palace game, like it was super close, like it was a good game too. And like, we didn't have that many people there and then the guys played right after and like a ton of people showed up. So I'm definitely excited for like the whole student body coming out and like supporting us. And like, it's just almost like an all in game, but even more people come. So it's just a great way to support the women in our community. Yeah, I remember reacting the same way when they made the announcement over the PA, kind of like, oh, 
cool. Yeah. Like I was expecting it. Cause yeah. I mean, I think we were kind of expecting it because it's kind of been in conversation so long. But mm-hmm. I remember us talking in English with Miss Benedetti and she was oh, talking yeah. about how like although we expect it, like everyone in the older generations and all the alums, like some have been pushing for it and then some have been pushing back against yeah. it. And I think that is interesting to think that some people were still hesitant of including women in the tradition. I know. And they definitely weren't vocal about it in yeah. a public sense but there definitely was people pushing back and that's why it did take so long to actually happen but yeah I think Claire spoke really well to that of why it's important to actually have it be a part of the games rather than just as you were saying like almost an introduction to the men's sports. I think one of the things that you said Jackie that's really interesting um, is uh <laughs> we weren't really surprised by it and <clears throat> it's funny because as as women it's really a parallel to our lives and I, I've been in corporate America so I'm, I'm out of school and in the workforce and you'll see this this theme kind of with young women who are doing the work and doing it really well but not necessarily being recognized through pay um, and other uh, merit um, as as young men are. And so for me, the Bruce Mahoney and, and St. Ignatius and Sacred Heart um, taking this step toward uh, equality is really, really significant. And, and I'll just say this, anytime you try and affect change, especially as it relates to evening the playing field and creating equality, whether it's through gender or race, uh, religion, et cetera, you will see pushback. And I think that was the expected part for me. And it kind of put a, a smile on my face because pushback is, is um, something that I love to defeat. <laughs> I don't know if it's the athlete <laughs> in me, but I think this um, just, just is really indicative of, hey, we've been doing the work. We've played in these games every single year we've played the same opponent we've played the same sport we put on our jerseys like everyone else and the only difference is that we we happen to be um female and uh, now we finally get the recognition so is it any different to us no we'll do the same preparation we'll plan to win of course um but it's about time that we're recognized yeah and i think that provides a good transition to our next question i mean we talked about it a little bit but claire what do you think, or how do you think this change in such a long-standing tradition will have an impact on the current SI community and future, uh, future generations, I guess? Yeah, I think like, I don't know. Cause I know that some people were thinking like, oh, like make it like a separate game. Like, and I think making it a game that includes both girls and boys. Cause that's our community at SI. It's not just an all boys school. It's not just an all girls school. Like we're together. so including both of us like I think it just will make our community like stronger just because we'll be supporting each other more definitely over the years I've been at SI like especially I think my freshman year I noticed that not many people came out to my volleyball games and then now this year like there's always like the pep band like there's or not the pep band but like the pep like something nation sorry and they're always there and like they always have people there supporting us and I think just like including us in the games like we'll just increase that like uh, I don't know that student body presence should I okay I'll go into the next question so in relation to the Bruce Mahoney why is tradition so important and how do we find the right balance between tradition and progress? Well, since in the shepherd's pie description, it's shared <laughs> that way tradition. <laughs> I'll go ahead and answer it like a shepherd Thank here. You. <laughs> um, you know, you all probably either listening or, or even um, you three uh, ladies can probably point to um, a tradition that you love, um, whether it's with your family or with your friends. Um, traditions are absolutely imperative to, I think, our overall growth as people. Um, it tells us 
it's, it's interesting because tradition tells us a bit about our history and then it helps us to share in our present, which indicates our future almost, right? And so um, <laughs> I don't know if you all can point to your favorite to tradition, but one of mine is Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving dinner. I love it. I love it. I like prepare for it all year. I like ride my Peloton like the month <laughs> before Thanksgiving, like double, you know, because I know I'm going to eat like four, maybe five. Don't tell nobody else, but um, I'm eating on Thanksgiving. Okay. And I remember one year when my mom decided she wanted to make a healthier Thanksgiving. Can you imagine this? I was pissed. Like, I'm like, where's the food? What is, what are we eating? Why are we doing this? You know? Mm -hmm. And um, it was like a major, it was the same time when my brother was deciding to go vegan. And so it, Thanksgiving was, oh, it was very different. Okay. Yeah. Let me say that. But it still had the remnants of our tradition, our family gathering, football playing, um, music, you know, uh, jokes galore because my family's hilarious um, and I'll tell you this we still found a way to get through it together um, begrudgingly or not uh, we still found a way to honor our ancestors and share our stories of our, our crazy uncles and you know our crazy family which I'm sure my family's the only one that's dysfunctional not so much but <laughs> It also helped to inform our future. My brother now owns a very successful vegan soul food restaurant. And um, I like to think you can ask the kids on my team who come in my office for snacks. I'd like to think I, I eat rather healthy. And yes, so tradition is really important <laughs> to carry on. It, it absolutely does help us to celebrate our past, but it also, if you let it, it helps to inform our future. That was such a great response. Out of curiosity, um, is your brother from the Bay Area or somewhere else? He is. He's born and raised in San Francisco. He is the proud owner of Vegan Mob, which is a huge vegan restaurant in Oakland and a food truck in San Francisco. Oh my gosh. I'll have to check that out. I try to eat plant-based as often as possible. So that's what's amazing. You just wanted to oh my God. follow up on You will that. love it. You girl, oh they have, they have, um, sweet potato pie, which <laughs> comes from my grandma's recipe <laughs> so not pumpkin, and macaroni and cheese and fried plant-based chicken, all the soul oh my gosh, that sounds staples. Good. Yeah. You'll love it. Okay. So now we wanted to talk about some more of your general experience in sports, um, specifically as a woman. So our first question in this regard is, when did you first become aware of the underrepresentation of women in mainstream sports media? And what was your reaction to this? Um, okay, so I would say like when I was younger, like, or even now, like you don't really see as much women's sports on TV. And I think whenever like a game was on, you would never see like women's basketball or like college basketball on or like the WNBA, like that's just, not as televised or like even on the big networks. I think that was a big thing. Um, but I also did see a little bit of it. When my mom played tennis and I think that's a little bit bigger in women's sports. So I did see more of that, but especially the sports I play, I rarely ever saw on TV. And I think that was, so I kind of when I realized like, just like kind of the gender equality and also just like, there's uh, like, what are they called? They're TV, like, I don't know, they're talking about it on TV, like, they're talking about the games and stuff. It's usually men that are talking about yes. that. Oh, like and there's barely yeah. ever women talking about it. Um, you maybe will see them at the end of the game giving interviews, but yeah, I think that's also what I noticed just the gender inequality. Yeah, you talk about women and not seeing them like during uh, primetime television. Mm -hmm. I think that's when I first recognized it. Or when someone asked me like, oh, you play basketball, so what's your favorite WNBA team? And I had to be like, I've actually never watched a WNBA game. Like I yeah. recently have gotten into it um, because I know a little bit, I know some more people in the league, mm -hmm. but prior to like, I don't know, 2016, maybe I was completely unaware of the whole professional side of women's basketball. Wow. And I think that's due to the fact that they weren't on TV when, you know, most people are watching yeah. on television, I guess. Yeah. And I also like what you said, Claire, about 
there being a lack of female sportscasters. And I think that's just goes to show that there are so many different areas of underrepresentation of women um, within the sports field, including in broadcast journalism of sports. So I thought that was a really great point you brought up there. Uh, so our next question was, have you ever experienced a moment of sexism in your sport and what was that like? And Coach League, if you want to respond to that underrepresentation question, you're welcome to as well. Awesome. If, if Claire or Costa, you all tell me you've experienced some sexism in your sport, you let me know and I got your back. Okay, that's number one. Um, I, I grew up at a time, I mean, I'm not that old. Let me just no, say that. No. But I'm, I'm older than y'all. And um, I learned to play basketball at the schoolyard. Believe it or not, I learned to play basketball from um, all, I have all brothers, older brothers. I'm the youngest and the only girl in my, fam in my um, immediate family. And um, the, the guys that I grew up looking up to as basketball players um, were a very good, like one of the best in history, Sacred Heart teams, actually. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, the Caesar Smiths, the Lorian Russells, the Justin Loves, the Al Johnsons, if you know anything about these two schools, you'll know that team. And they taught me how to play basketball. And I literally, it's very interesting because I saw myself as a basketball player, nothing you know, specific, just a baller um, like them. And so basketball, actually, the game of basketball taught me what equality was. Like, I'll say it all the time. Sports sees no uh, gender. It sees no age. It sees no race. It is the ultimate, like, um, equality, you know, vehicle, if you will. Um, but I think for me, as an adult, the eye-opening um, lack of representation or, or inequality for women in sports um, was watching all of the social media during the NCAA March Madness. And that gave us like, I don't know if everyone remembers that, but it gave us like a more um, behind the scenes look and inside view of, of how the women's team teams were being treated um, in comparison to the men's team, which was really, really, really eye-opening. And so um, that was, that was for me, not the first glimpse, but that was like a reality check because I always viewed myself as, as equal um, being a basketball player. <laughs> and I, um, I think it also woke our young gener younger generation up because that's what you all watch, right? Y'all not watching channel five at six o'clock at night for the news. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are on TikTok. Instagram and whatever else and so I think the more and more we can see um, you know strong uh, uh, insight into women's sports on those channels um, the better I think a lot of young girls now know about the WNBA stars because of their social media and that's one of I think the best things about social media um, the most positive thing that it can do for a young woman is show them themselves in a, in a positive light. And so um, uh, I hope that answers the question. I, I really, I really did not. I literally grew up with all brothers and I grew up playing basketball with boys. And so I didn't even see myself as different. <laughs> I really didn't. And it, it became apparent to me, you know, as you grow in life and, and people um, share their view of you. Um, and then I think this past year with, again, the, the tournament was just eye-opening um, and almost scary to a fault. So. Yeah, I remember when all of that media coverage started to come out with like Sedona Prince from Oregon, when she started posting about it and being super upset about it. I think we all assumed that everyone was getting treated the same and I didn't realize how blatant the inequality yeah. was until they started posting those pictures and posting those videos. And I'm like, how is this even possible? You know, and even yeah. in this day and age, like this is still going on. Like women are receiving half as much salary wise in professional sports and then yeah. in college sports. Like it was just really, yeah, like Coach Luke said, eye-opening to see that, um, stuff like this was still happening. Yeah. 
Coach Lee, I think you touched on a really important idea of um, how important social media is for our generation in terms of any form of news coverage, being that most of us, as you mentioned, are not watching the news every night or specifically trying to follow these things. Um, like personally, I don't follow a lot of sports, but I started to because it was constantly showing up on my TikTok or my Instagram. And I actually started to really care about it and want to know what was happening. And I think that's a really great, great result of social media um, and giving us, giving people who normally wouldn't be noticing these issues opportunity to um, start following them in a easier format. Yeah, I think so much change has been brought about because of this increased presence of women on social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, it. I mean, it's just really encouraging to see. Um, yeah. 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 Um, our next question is a little bit more uplifting. Um, <laughs> what are the best ways to empower young girls and women through sports from your personal experience? Um, I would say like one way is just like coming out to the games. Like that's just like a, such a big thing as I know that even my teammates that are new on the team this year, like they've never experienced that. And they just feel like it like gets them energized. It gets them like hyped for the game. Like they enjoy playing with a crowd that wants to be there, wants to support them. Um, but yeah, it just like makes them more, it makes it everyone more happy and enjoy the experience. I think for me, seeing women in positions of not only leadership, but just in positions that I hope to one day um, hold mm -hmm. is really inspiring. Um, Coach Lee didn't mention this, but she actually uh, runs a nonprofit basketball camp called She's, She's Got Game, and I had the opportunity to work with them this summer, and it was super, super fun um, working with, like, I was like, third to eighth graders so and seeing how much my presence had an impact on them as a coach was super inspiring and to like wish that I almost or I wish that I had something like that when I was younger yeah um so I think just continuing to see people or women specifically in those roles um will help empower this like next generation yeah, well said, Jackie. I really like that. <laughs> yeah, that definitely ties into what our podcast is about and just talking about representation and why we need it in so many different areas, not just in media, but in sports, in um, activism and all the different fields we've talked about so far. So I think this was a great episode to transition to a new um, form of representation. So our last question is a fun one. What are your predictions for this year's Bruce Mahoney competition, aka which games are going to be the ones to watch? I know we're all a little biased, but I'm yes. still interested to see with an honest opinion from both of you. <laughs> Go, Claire. Do your predictions, Claire. Okay. So, <laughs> I think, okay, we haven't played SH yet for volleyball, but looking at it, it's looking good okay <laughs> but good. you know you never know so definitely I think looking good I don't know yet for basketball I know we did well against them last year but I think that should look good too I don't know anything about the boys so I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I know for volleyball we're looking good and hopefully we follow through yay I love that you don't know anything about boys Claire keep that up that's wonderful <laughs> <laughs> as a coach you know Acosta I, I want to hear your predictions before mine what do you think I mean I don't want to jinx anything I probably should knock on wood somewhere yeah. but I'm pretty <laughs> confident this year just all across the board I feel like we all have or at least SI has really strong yeah. teams especially for the girls the volleyball team looked really good I think Chloe mentioned yesterday that you guys are tied for first am I right Oh yeah, we are tied. For yeah, first. so they're tied for first in the WCAL, which is the league we oh, play wow. in. And the basketball team, I think we're the strongest we've looked in a while. So, <laughs> I mean, definitely very biased, but I am especially confident in our game. <laughs> Jackie, I don't think you're jinxing it at all. Rather, I think you're you're manifesting, manifesting it, putting it out there into the go. universe That's now. Worse. So think of it in that sense. Yeah. And like Claire, I mean, the boys I'm not as too familiar with, but yeah, the basketball team, I guess we have to say, look pretty good. And right there, that's three out of five. So, boom, I think we're good.
<laughs> I love these predictions. Um, <laughs> so I got a little inside view uh, because I meet with, um, I meet whether formally or informally with some of the Sacred Heart Administration uh, athletics, I should say. And um, I'm pretty confident that um, Claire and the rest of uh, our volleyball team will beat Sacred Heart. Let me be very clear in that. Um, I, I anticipate a, uh, a pretty decisive win um, from a volleyball standpoint, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, all of you come out, please, and support, because uh, it should be a really, really fun time. Um, we'll be at Kizar, which is where I also played my Bruce, Claire. So, you know, you got some shoes to fill, but you're, you're much better than I was. So <laughs> everybody come, come watch. Um, on the football side, a lot of the young men that play for Sacred Heart, I've known them since they were little kids and they're legit. They're pretty good. Um, I've gotten the opportunity to watch our team and I am really just blown away at the amount of, um, first of all, the camaraderie that exists and, and just the amount of kind of growth that I've seen. I got the chance to go to their first game and now I just recently watched their last and, and they've definitely grown as a team. Um, I'll tell you this, the Bruce Mahoney is a special, special game. It is up for grabs. No matter what the stats show, something happens when you hear the crowd and when you hear your, your uh, peers um, chanting your favorite cheer, I don't know if y'all favorites is the wildcat whisper <laughs> or, the, or the new drum or the, the drum. new um, <laughs> boom clap. What is that? The boom the clap. Icelandic oh, clap. The, oh my gosh, what's it called? A boom chicka boom. A boom chicka boom. Or the boom chicka boom, right? <laughs> or if it's just the simple beat SH, that one got me. Yeah. Um, anything can happen at the Bruce. And that's why it's the Bruce. It's magic. It really, really is. Um, and so I anticipate really hard fought um, games from both schools. Um, I hope and I plan to win um, from a St. Ignatius standpoint. Um, but I think it'll be hard fought and it'll absolutely be worth um, attending and supporting. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for waking up so early to record with us. We really do appreciate it. And I think this is a really important episode, especially um, being that the first Bruce Mahoney, Bruce Mahoney games are coming up next weekend. We really wanted to talk about it on here. So we appreciate you guys finding that time. Um, lastly, do you guys want to plug your Instagrams? I guess we can also plug um, SI Athletics if you want to follow more about the Bruce Mahoney and the upcoming games. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, mine's uh, Claire with two E's. Not How about your volleyball one? I know you guys recently oh, saw yeah. the volleyball page. Oh, yeah. Um, it's SI Volleyball. Hi. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. We'll, we'll put it in yeah. the description just okay. in case. But yeah, SI Volleyball. Keep up to date with their season. Yeah. Please, please, everybody follow Life at SI. Yes. Um, and SI Wildcats. And SI Wildcats. We, uh, these two young women, actually, Dory and Jackie, are on the social media team. And uh, we work, we work uh, just with a lot of intention to get you all a look at what's going on at SI, whether it's sports or beyond. Um, so please follow that. If you really love the the sound of my voice at seven in the morning. You can follow life as leak with a Z. Um, if you need some inspiration, that's a cute sweater, uh, Claire. <laughs> Claire's got a Halloween cat sweater. <laughs> Claire's asking for, Claire is asking right now for our opinion on what to wear to school. Yes. Listeners. That close. is important. Um, but before we go, before we go, I, all of you may or may not know this, but I just want to highlight the fact that Jack, Jackie Acosta and Dory Miller are standout leaders. They do a fantastic job just saying yes to whatever the call may be at our school. Um, they somehow got us all up this early in the morning to do a podcast, but I'm not surprised because they really do walk the walk. 
They are committed to being persons for others. They are young women leaders who actually I look up to and who inspire me. I'm really proud of them. And so if you're following anybody, follow them. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. That was a great way to start our days. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> thank you guys so much again. And thank you to all of you listeners for tuning in this morning or whenever you're listening. But we'll see you all next Monday. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.